This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. On the 23rd of November, 2020, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was awarded the International Academy of TV Arts and Sciences Award. The Academy president, Bruce Peisner, said that Cuomo received the award for the use of technology to spread reliable information, education, and direction. It was a masterful use of television to inform and calm people around the world, unquote, during this year's coronavirus pandemic. Governor Cuomo gave daily informative, creative, and practical TV briefings to the residents of the state to help lower the incidence of the coronavirus outbreak. His presentations included visual aids such as a mountain sculpture representing the coronavirus. Because his presentations were so clear, people in other states and other countries also listened to be better informed and to make wise decisions about their own choices. Some of those who were outside of New York were in jurisdictions that did not provide helpful or practical information. As a result of Governor Cuomo's messaging, New York went from being at the top of the list and at the epicenter of the virus outbreak to now being in the top four states with the lowest virus numbers. So his approach is working. The International Academy of TV Arts and Sciences rarely awards an American with this honor though previous U.S. recipients have included Vice President Al Gore, Oprah Winfrey, and Steven Spielberg. The virtual presentation of the award was attended by prominent New Yorkers in entertainment, such as Spike Lee, Robert De Niro, Billy Crystal, Billy Joel, Ben Stiller, and Rosie Perez. They each gave their own brief thanks and congratulations to Governor Cuomo. I am talking about him today because he's giving us an example of what it looks like to lead effectively in a crisis. And in this case, we're talking about the coronavirus pandemic. And I want to just share with you some highlights from a message that Governor Cuomo gave just before the Thanksgiving holidays. Knowing that Thanksgiving would be a dangerous time and a difficult time, he spoke to the residents of New York in his broadcast and he said, you know, we have stopped the curve. And he basically told them, he says, social distancing and mask wearing, it was effective and it worked. New Yorkers came together and together we flattened the curve. And he says, we have had significant positive results and we 
don't want to climb this mountain again. And going back to that visual aid that he had created of this mountain representing the coronavirus. And he talked about the fact that they had done phased reopening. They were being smart. They were being disciplined. And during the time of some of the worst periods of time, the prisoners in the state, they actually made New York branded hand sanitizer because hand sanitizer was difficult to find. People from all over the country sent in masks that they made a mural of on the wall. So they did a lot of things to just keep messaging what was important. And he says that now, this was right before Thanksgiving, it's day 263. He says we're in a different phase and it's a dangerous phase of the virus. It's dangerous because people are experiencing COVID fatigue. We're into the cold weather months. We're into the time of the holiday season. And some people might also just get lax because there's been some success already. So he started to share some statistics with them. And he says, we are now number four in the country with the lowest virus rates. And that's after having come down from huge numbers like 46% for New York on the 8th of April. So to go from that high down to one of the lowest states in company with Vermont and Hawaii and Maine, that's amazing. He further let New Yorkers know the states that were currently the highest. States like South Dakota, Iowa, Kansas and Idaho and Alabama, all of these now in the 40s and the 50s. And he let people know that these states that are high now were not having a virus problem back in March and April. So it seemed like a remote problem to them, something that was happening somewhere else that they didn't need to pay attention to And therefore, they did not take all of the precautions that New York and other places took. And so now they're getting a wave of the virus at this point. So he reminded New Yorkers that, you know, we've made some changes and we have even taken some of our areas that were really difficult and really challenging. And we've moved them from some zones of, let's say, the yellow zone which is the lowest zone of difficulty that requires intervention. And we've moved some of those areas now into the normal zone. We've taken an orange zone and moved it into yellow. And he let them know about the success that was taking place. He says, in our state now, we're experiencing the most difficulty in the western part of the state where we have these small communities and small towns that, again, when the city was really hit hard early on in the virus. These small towns, they really weren't having a problem. And they might even say to themselves, oh, well, we're not New York City. We're Buffalo. Things are different here. And he warned the Western towns not to have that complacent attitude and not to fall into the same trap as even the states in the United States where the virus numbers are going up. So he says again, We are successful because following the rules works. And he encourages everyone to continue following the rules. So with Thanksgiving 
on the horizon at the time that he's given this speech. He says, this is going to be a challenging time. A tremendous spike in the virus is expected because people are going to be coming together. They're going to be engaging in their normal human behavior. And in Canada, after their Thanksgiving holiday, they saw spikes in the virus. So he says, be smart. And he says, don't be a turkey on Thanksgiving was part of his message. And he says, I even had to talk to my mother. He's sharing very personally. His mother says, well, you know, surely you can come home. It's just going to be us. It's just going to be the family. Your sisters miss you and so on and so forth. And he says, no, he says, I can't come. He says, we mistakenly believe that our families and that our families' homes are safe. They sound safe, but this is an illusion. And so he told his mother, he says, I'm going to show you love and I'm going to be so thankful because I'm not going to see you and therefore not put you into jeopardy or put you into danger. So I think this is really important that he's given statistics of what's working, what's not working. He's giving information from other jurisdictions, whether it be in the United States or other countries. He's reminding people of the fact that New York has been successful. He's reminding people of the protocols that are in place. So if a region moves to a yellow zone, then what kinds of measures go into effect. If they move into orange zone, then what kind of measures go into effect? How long they may close the school, maybe four days to get sanitized, and then they open it back up. So he goes through all of that to help people understand the details and the specifics of what to do and what not to do. And he even gives his own personal example and talks about how he even had to say no to his own mother. So when we think about this, we are now in the middle of another holiday season. We're past Thanksgiving and we're coming up on Hanukkah. We're in the middle of Hanukkah. We're coming up on Christmas and then New Year's again, a dangerous time. And so I just want to remind you maybe a five points to keep in mind as an executive business leader. First of all, follow the coronavirus guidelines for your state, for your country, and for your business sector that you work in. And you lead first by doing the right thing. Whatever you're instructing your company to do, you also do. Don't say one thing and then do something else. That's number one. Number two, stay safe and save lives. Number three, give clear, cogent, practical, creative, and frequent briefings to your workforce. Four, acknowledge and encourage the successes and sacrifices. People need to hear that you see the sacrifices that they have been making in order to follow the guidelines. And if your environment has kept the virus numbers low at bay or not at all, celebrate and acknowledge those successes and give credit to the people for following the protocols. Number five, appeal to your stated and collective values. If you believe in your organization and treating people with respect and treating people as you want to be treated, whatever those values are, how are you walking through the pandemic that 
lives those values and demonstrates those values. Tie what you're doing back to that. In Governor Andrew Cuomo's case in New York, he was known as the love governor. One of the things he talked about was New York tough. We're fighting back. Give love and get love. So it's all about not just loving yourself, but also loving your neighbor. Recognizing that unlike his brother Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo recognized that he's not a media professional, nor did he offer true production quality in any of his televised messages. However, in his conclusion to accepting the award that he received, in his acceptance speech, he says about his daily briefings, quote, they offered only one thing, authentic truth and stability. But sometimes that's enough. You are the instrument of your leadership. And so I invite you to read a complimentary chapter of my book, Lead Yourself First, The Senior Leader's Guide to Engaging Your People for Greater Performance and Impact. And here's what you'll get from reading the book. You'll get some perspectives on how to leverage your unique gifts and superpowers Also, how to mine the gold of your past experiences overcoming challenges. And thirdly, you'll be able to identify the continual learning that will catapult you to your next victory. So to read that complimentary chapter, go to my website, www.transleadership.com. Scroll down the homepage and click on the button that says, read a chapter. And I look forward to meeting you inside the book. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.